We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cast. Good morning. Two exhibits at the Jewish Museum of Maryland highlight Russia and Ukraine, and they transport visitors using photos, paintings, storytelling, and music. Power of Protest, on view through February 5th, commemorates a movement 35 years ago when American Jews launched a remarkably successful human rights campaign demanding freedom for Soviet Jews. And My Odessa, on view until February 19th, depicts an artist's childhood memories of his hometown in eastern Ukraine in the early 20th century. Here to talk about them is Saul Davis, executive director of the Jewish Museum of Maryland. Welcome back to On the Record, Saul. Thanks for having me on, Sheila. And also with us is Leora Ostroff, curator in residence at JMM. Welcome back, Leora. Thank you for having me back. Saul, what went into the decision to host these two exhibits together? Yeah, it was a kind of an interesting and maybe upside down process in some ways because a local synagogue had placed a reservation on the Power of Protest exhibition, which was curated by the Weizmann National Museum of American Jewish History in Philadelphia. And they placed that reservation specifically to mark 35 years since the a mass mobilization of Jewish Americans and others in Washington, D.C., December 6, 1987, in support of Soviet Jews. Um, the reservation was placed before the pandemic, and through the pandemic, that that local synagogue realized they no longer had the capacity to stage the exhibition. But before releasing their hold, wanted to see if there was another organization locally who might want to take it up. So while we were exploring it, and for us, power of protest is it's a, it's a smaller exhibit. It's it's currently staged in our lobby. It's still a, a rather large exhibition. There's 22 panels to it, including a couple of video screens. But we wanted to think about together what possibilities there were for staging something complementary alongside that exhibition in our largest gallery, which is, is called the Feldman Gallery. So it was sort of a case of the smaller exhibition determining what might be in a larger gallery. And as we explored various possibilities, we landed on these paintings by Yefim Ladozhinsky, um, an artist from Odessa whose work has rarely been on public view in the United States. I had seen his work once before uh, in New York, several years before. And um, as soon as we came back to looking at his work, we knew that was the work we wanted to stage alongside of Power of Protest for several reasons. One is um, Power of Protest is a, is a pretty traditional exhibition and curated by the chief curator at the museum in Philadelphia. And it represents a kind of collective memory of a particular moment in the late 20th century. Um, and then these paintings are of an individual artist. So they have all the sort of idiosyncrasies of an individual's works and memories and specifically this artist. And it created some very interesting tensions between these two. So when we were thinking of complementary exhibitions, um, that sort of definition of, of what complements another thing really evolved over time as we realized some interesting sort of narrative tensions between these two presentations of a similar geography over different periods of the, the 20th century. Saul, so, um, 
Talk about the Baltimore connections to the Freedom for Soviet Jewry movement. Sure, that's something else that ties both of these exhibitions together for us is, on the one hand, power of protest and the movement for Soviet Jewry had deep uh, community involvement from Baltimore's Jewish community. We know that on the day called Freedom Sunday in 1987, more than a thousand uh, members of Baltimore's Jewish community were present for that um, rally and march in Washington, D.C., largely organized by Baltimore's um, Jewish Council. And while there were many local leaders, one who kind of emerges at, at the at the fore is Shoshana Cardin, who spoke from the dais that day. Leora, tell us more about the artist featured in My Odessa, Yefim Ladoshensky. Yefim Ladoshensky was born in 1911 in Odessa. Um, he died in 1982 after immigrating to Israel in 1979. Um, and he grew up in Odessa. He spent his youth there and then eventually studied art in Moscow and um, moved around inside of Russia um, before finally following one of his children, his daughter, to Israel. How would you describe his style of painting? Well, he had multiple styles, um, and that's that's one of the interesting things about him as an artist is that he was a particularly masterful draftsman. Um, but most of the paintings that are on display in this exhibition represent one of his styles, which has been described as more of um, more of a folk style. Um, the paintings in this show all have very flattened perspectives. The background sits right on top of the foreground, and everything is roughly the same size. It's almost as it's almost as if um, we're looking at these scenes from an aerial perspective. Hmm. Um, and his palette changes a little bit. Sometimes it's more oversaturated or surreal, but often it's very earthy. Um, and he tends to use local color, the real colors of the things that he's depicting, without too much variation in shadow or light. Recorded stories accompany the paintings. Here's a clip from at the Fish Market, a story written by Yefim Ledeshensky and read by Hannah Aliza Goldman. I loved going to outdoor markets. The market was where you could find the face of the city, its genuine face, not the one for show. And in fact, this was not a single face, but actually three in one, the product, the seller, and the buyer. Of course, nothing can compare with the market in Tashkent's old city in 1933, even if, as everyone said, it paled in comparison with its former self. The right side, about the same size as the left, was occupied by fish. The shops couldn't compete with the market when it came to smoked mackerel. I used to eat hot cured fish and also warm Baltic herring in the hayfields outside Riga. There was something plebeian about that compared to the warmth of the mackerel. What surprised me the most about both the herring and the mackerel was how the color shifted after it was smoked, from its natural silver shade to gold, a gold that was golder than gold. Actual gold is dull and burdened with its own value, but mackerel comes vividly to life when it's smoked. Saul, there's an opportunity for visitors to record their family stories or their reflections on the exhibits. Talk about that. Sure. So it's it's an emerging part of our museum practice here at the Jewish Museum of Maryland, at part of a participatory practice, really, to value the stories that visitors to the museum bring themselves. And in terms of the local connections, I spoke earlier about the movement for Soviet Jewry, also with the Ladozhinsky exhibition. 
um, both the city of Baltimore and the Associated Jewish Federations of Baltimore have um, institutional kinds of relationships with the city of Odessa. So we're exploring that in a variety of ways. And the story booth is an invitation for visitors to share their connections, whether they participated in the movement for Soviet Jewry, uh, are themselves Jews from the former Soviet Union who were resettled and now live in Baltimore or Maryland, um, or people who have other kinds of relationships, maybe even generational sorts of relationships to the city of Odessa. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass, speaking with Saul Davis, Executive Director of the Jewish Museum of Maryland, and Leora Ostroff, Curator-in-Residence at the JMM. We're talking about two current exhibits, Power of Protest and My Odessa. There is a playlist to accompany the My Odessa exhibit, curated by JMM Director of Communications and Content Mark Gunnery. Visitors can listen online or in the museum. Here's a clip from a song called Mishka Odesset by Leonid Utyosov. <laughs> Leora, how did the idea come about to make a playlist? Yefim Ladoshensky was um, troubled by, uh, I guess, the kind of the distinctions in Odessa between high art and folk culture. One of the stories that we present in the exhibition is sort of about that tension. Um, and one of the things that was really exciting about um, looking at his Odessa, his memories of Odessa, was um, learning more about the culture of that time and place. Um, and it was a time of a lot of musical innovation, um, Russian jazz. There was a lot of uh, specifically Jewish music and Jewish artists. Leora, what would you want visitors to take away from Ladozhensky's paintings? These are images of um, one particular person's experience in this time and place. He's remembering his youth, his childhood in Odessa. So some of some of those images cross over um, with really significant historical events in Odessa. He remembers um, the Soviet uh, new economic policy and how that impacted a particular family um, and a particular household and the business that they ran. Um, and he remembers uh, pogroms, but from his own perspective as a child. Um, and I think as Saul likes to talk about how these two exhibits complement each other, I think um, one of the things that I have taken away is how uh, how unique an individual's lens on this history can be. Saul, let me ask you, what, what do you want visitors to take away from viewing these two exhibits together? I think there's just a real interesting generative tension that emerges between the in the relationship between these two exhibitions. So rather than selecting an exhibition that would was completely aligned with the power of protest, 
again, that's a presentation of a kind of dominant collective memory or a dominant narrative about a particular political movement. Here on the other side, we have this individual story that rubs up against uh, some of the major contours of the, the story told by Power of Protest. And I think that's an interesting thing to, it's a sort of invitation for visitors to think about um, the complexity and the messiness of of reality as compared to our collective memories of particular major events. Complexity and messiness, is there a resonance with what's going on today in Ukraine, the Russian attack? I think so, and that's also for visitors to find. I mean, I, that's another element of presenting these two exhibitions. They're about that same place in the world, they're, they are representations of different periods, and I think there's a lot for visitors to think about um, as they encounter the representations of both of these exhibitions that can inform um, thinking about this place that's so much at the front of our of our thinking and awareness in the news today. It sounds like a fascinating pairing. I, I'm grateful to you for telling us about it. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Saul Davis is executive director of the Jewish Museum of Maryland, where Leora Ostroff is curator in residence. We've been talking about two exhibits, Power of Protest on view through February 5th and My Odessa on view through February 19th. The JMM will be closed tomorrow through January 2nd, but both these exhibits can be viewed in a virtual gallery online. We've got more information at the On the Record page at wypr.org. Short break on the record when we're back. A Stoop Story. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us.